0: Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Also, hope you enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday, we went into a lot of detailed topics even further than we did in our regular show, so I hope you guys were able to tune into that and you enjoyed it. And uh, today, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. I saw numerous interviews over the weekend. And pretty much if you have any sense as far as an American, I know our listeners have a lot of sense, but as an American, if you have any confidence or respect and bobblehead Fauci, dude, I got oceanfront property in Kansas to sell you straight up. The two interviews he did over the weekend, one of which was almost hilarious how bad he looked as far as his answers was a off the cuff interview with mexican comedian iguano derbez now what's interesting i found out about this this mexican comedian actually tried to set up the interview with fauci to kind of promote the vaccine in mexico what fauci didn't know though is that a lot of the answers that iguano basically had told him they were going to ask he was planning on expanding on them much much further than Fauci expected. And, uh, Fauci got pretty, pretty shook up halfway through the interview, continually stuttering on himself, couldn't answer questions legitimately, had to keep circling back, sweating at one point. It was funny. I encourage you to watch the interview. It's pretty telling about exactly what we've seen. And one of the things that he asked him, the com- comedian asked him, Mr. Derbez asked him, he goes, Has this kind of RNA technology ever been injected to humans before and Fauci goes well this is the first time but the good news is the results are really really good and Derbez goes okay but in essence this is experimental technology correct and Fauci goes well it's a new technology and um, it's it's proven in a very large group of clinical trials to be safe and highly effective and so then Mr. Durbez goes, Are you completely positive this new technology is safe, Mr. Fauci? How can we be sure there won't be long term effects when these vaccines were seemingly developed so quickly and have only been tested for two months, not years? Then Fauci tries to go on and work around it and tell everybody really what's going on. He goes, Well, there's no compromise of safety. Almost all the bad effects occur between fifteen and forty five days from the time you get vaccinated. And so then basically Derbez continues to ask him about the vaccine courts, and Fauci kind of beats around the bush with it. And later on, he starts sweating. And what's so funny about this, this is where Derbez really called him out. He goes, if this is so safe, why has the FDA not given it full approval? And Fauci starts stuttering. He's like stutters, like, oh, well, uh, well, well. It's not like they have a problem with the vaccine. It's just um, it takes a long time to get full approval, and when it's such a good, safe product, you want to get it to the people as fast as you can. I'm not joking you. That's the transcript from what he said. And then he goes on to ask him. He goes, if you get the vaccine, you can still spread it, and you can still contract it. The symptoms just aren't as bad. And Fauci goes, well, um, yes, that's why we tell everyone you still need to wear a mask if you get the vaccine. And so Derbez continued to grill him pretty good. It was was an interesting interview, and I just – I was laughing halfway through it. I was watching. I said I I don't understand how anybody in this country can have any respect for what this man says considering the fact he's flip-flopped about 30 times. And then if you guys saw it, he went on CNN and was asked about the new study the Massachusetts study that showed there was no difference in covid spreading between 6 feet of physical distancing and versus 6 or 3 feet of physical distancing meaning whether you social distance 6 feet or 3 feet it doesn't matter meaning there is no such thing as social distancing working from contracting a virus period there was no difference at all And Fauci basically had to admit it and has gotten backlash for it. Everybody now has been hammering him on social media all morning. The stuff that people have been sending me from Facebook and Instagram, he is getting eviscerated. Now, of course, I've seen that Instagram is trying to go in and fact check what he is saying and saying, well, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't social distance. It just means that you still need to do three feet, my friends. Three feet isn't usually much more than arms distance, sometimes less if you have long arms. That's not much different than what you normally do when you stand and talk to somebody. Not very often do you get shoulder-to-shoulder with somebody and talk to them face-to-face, almost kissing them. That's actually a rarity. Most people don't do that. So what they're saying is now – The entire construct of us needing to social distance for the last year and putting the 666 on the floor everywhere you go, putting the signs on the doors when you walk in that say six feet apart, the stickers at the cash registers saying 666, all of it, every single bit of it was a complete and total fabricated lie with no scientific backing whatsoever the exact same thing dad and i had been ranting about for the last year and fauci just admitted it via the new new massachusetts study that was released guys if that doesn't wake you up and show you this entire thing has been a fabricated lie from the very beginning as far as what they've been trying to get us to do are there viruses out there yes Is there a COVID virus out there? Absolutely. Can viruses make you sick? Oh, yeah. But what are we doing and what are we giving up to the expense of a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate? I saw the article from Fox. It was very disturbing. And now mainstream media and social media is trying to do damage control on it. The infamous and unbelievably talented, unbelievably great boxer – Marvin Hagler, you guys have seen him over the years, who's 66 years old. He basically got the injection. And what's interesting about this is that Thomas Hearns, fellow boxing friend of his, went online and said, and I quote, a real true warrior, pray for this king and his family. He's in ICU fighting the after effects of the vaccine. He will be just fine, but he could use the positive energy and the prayer in this full recovery. Sadly, just hours after he posted that, his family posted that basically one of the best middleweight fighters of all time has now died. Now what they've gone on his Instagram post and they basically said that nothing that was brought up was supposed to be an anti-vax topic and that they apologize for any confusion and that basically he died of natural causes. That's what they're saying now, full-blown reversal damage control after this Incredible boxer, this incredible athlete Marvin Hagler died just a few days after getting this injection. I had a friend of mine from Missouri. I've done business with; him. he's also a customer. Doesn't listen to the show very much because he's pretty busy. He texts me up over the weekend. He goes, "Dude, he goes, what's going on with this this COVID vaccine? You know, I, I I'm hearing all this mixed stuff on." I said, "Dude, just do your own research." I said it's an RNA technology. It's gene editing therapy. It hasn't been approved by the FDA. Even the DOD came out and said the Pentagon will not and cannot force service members to get this injection because it is not FDA approved. It's emergency authorization use only. And I said we've literally watched thousands of people all across the country now become incredibly ill and or die on the record from the vaccine, much less off the record from people days after it happened. I said, this is not something I would ever recommend even testing on animals. It's an unbelievably toxic compound. We're starting to see a huge increase in blood clots. That seems to be one of the major issues that has happened. When you get this injection is that if you've ever had the virus or you've recovered from the virus or you've ever been exposed to the virus in any way, it's having a very, very adverse reaction with causing severe blood clots. And then basically that ties into kidney failure, liver failure, and heart failure, and that's why so many people are dying just within a few days of getting this injection like we talked about the lady that was 39 perfectly healthy Out in Salt Lake City, Utah, died four days after a second Moderna RNA shot. My friends, this is a complete and total lie from hell that they're trying to promote on everybody right now. This is not something we need to accept, nor do we need to be tolerant of, nor do we need to be quiet of right now. When you have bobblehead Fauci coming out and saying, yeah, this is new experimental technology basically, and oh yeah, by the way, six feet, you only need three feet, Uh, basically everything we've told you is complete and total fallacy. Guys, wake up, my friends. Continue to get the truth out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters and forwarding the show, getting the news out there. It is that time right now that everybody has to start getting aggressive with your convictions and waking other people up because this is a full-blown war on the American populace via essentially weapons, chemical weapons. This is what we're seeing right now being posed on the American populace, Deb. You know, Austin, I've got a friend of mine. He's a
1: Heisman Trophy winner, and he was also the quarterback to a national championship college football team, major college team, and he sent me a text just this morning. He said, how much did Fauci know? I see this just like the Holocaust, but just on humanity, not on a specific group. And I went, whoa, my friend is waking up because I've been trying to get this guy to wake up for a long, long time. But a new book has now just come out that is detailing Fauci's involvement in Wuhan and the Chinese military dangerous gain of function coronavirus research. In other words, they put, uh, I've told you guys this for over a year now, they put a SARS insertion into the coronavirus and they put an AIDS, an HIV insertion into the coronavirus to make it have gain of function to make it as deadly as you possibly could make it. Problem is our bodies had the ability if we had enough vitamin D in our bodies and C and potassium iodide, and zinc to fight this off and stop the replication process and it quickly mutated and it was no longer as deadly as it was in China. Now they're telling us that zinc doesn't work. Now they're telling us that vitamin D doesn't work. They're telling you all of these lies because they don't want you taking supplements because it's interfering with your giant ant farm experiment, and they're trying to kill as many people on the planet as they can. This is insanity is what this is. And and it's sad because now a lot of people who've come down with the coronavirus, when they get out of the basically intensive care and they get out of the hospital or they recover from it at home, they're extremely depressed. Fifty percent of the people who recover now from coronavirus are extremely depressed. Why is that? Because vitamin D is absolutely critical to maintain moods. And if you don't have enough vitamin D, your body gets depressed. And this happens in the northern states in the wintertime when they have very little sunshine and they have no ability to produce vitamin D and they're not taking supplements. The body so utilized the vitamin D where they had the coronavirus to activate the macrophages, they're now deficient in vitamin D and now they're depressed. This is why you have to take vitamin D up north in the winter to avoid Basically, seasonal affective disorder is what it's called and where people get depressed because of a lack of vitamin D. Everything's about the nutrients. Your body has to have a specific amount of vitamins and minerals and amino acids every single day in order to stay healthy and in order to maintain a strong immune system. It really does. And so it it did me good to see a friend of mine who's a Heisman Trophy winner coming out and say it's like a Holocaust on humanity. And it's true. It's the eugenics on humanity trying to reduce the population of the planet. And Fauci knows this. He's just another bobblehead like Trump and like Biden and like Feinstein and all the rest of them. They're just doing what they're told to do. That's, that's what they're doing. They're, they, they're reading a script. These are actors and actresses on a stage, the stage of the international cabalists. Uh, this weekend, I watched a video, and I had a couple of our listeners watch the video. You know, for me, because I wanted to make sure they got the same idea of what I got. And it started off really good. It started off with Schwab, you know, who he was, that his mother was Jewish, that his father was basically involved with the Nazis, and his mother was involved with the Nazis, and all the crazy stuff that happened with Schwab. And then it started talking about his control and how he moved to Switzerland and how he controls all of these corporations, these giant conglomerate of corporations that have 10, and he has tens of thousands of employees. And then he starts, Then they start talking about how the Nazis have taken over the world by buying all of the stock you know, back with the Third Reich and how this is a continuation of the Fourth Reich and all of the other things that Jim Mars has talked about, a lot of other people talked about, and a lot of that is absolutely the truth. That's just the way it is. But here's the problem. The international banks are always the ones that handle the money and who run the show through the CFR and through the central banks of Switzerland. They're the ones who do this. Then he said something that blew my mind. I literally just started yelling. I was so frustrated because he gave us like 80, 90% of the stuff so far is true. Now he throws in there it's because of the bloodline of Jesus and the children that Jesus had in the ruling classes of Europe that were all supposedly the bloodline of Jesus that we escaped from when we came to the United States. I kid you not, guys. I kid you not. I, I was so disgusted. I thought... This is so stupid. It's been so disproven so many times that none of this is true that he continues to promote that narrative. Why? Why did he bring that up after he talked about all of the other stuff that was going on with the central banks, et cetera, et cetera? That was to basically tear into Christianity. That's what it was for. That was to tear into Jesus, to tear into Christianity, to make Jesus less, to make the quote-unquote problem less a christian problem and a jesus problem not a kabbalist problem the entire video at that point i consider to be propaganda the problem is a good friend of mine who's got a large website is the one who sent it out and promoted it and i sent her an email and i said look this isn't okay this is all a lie it's not the christians that are doing this it's the Kabbalists that are doing this they control the international banks they are the communists They are the ones that basically control Hollywood. They control the media. They control almost every major corporation. It's not the Christians. And I found it ironic that they were actually trying to blame this back on Christianity again. When Jesus came and taught us how to love one another, not how to dominate one another and how to kill each other and how to be unbelievably perpetual greedy from the beginning to the end of your life, which is what these Kabbalists are. It's not that like they don't have enough money. They already print the money to their central banks. They, could, don't have, they don't have everybody licking their boots. That's the problem. And they hate Jesus and have hated him for thousands of years with an atavistic hatred of Christendom. Because Christendom changed the entire planet with the Roman Empire and made it basically Christian as far as the Western world. And we stopped having the massive orgies and all the other gods that we sacrificed humans to. And don't get me wrong, you guys have to understand that a lot of what was going on in those colosseums, when they were having these people fight each other to death, they were sacrificing these quote-unquote soldiers, these gladiators, to their gods. These are blood sacrifices in many cases, especially when they put the Christians out there and had the animals and the lions eat the Christians in front of everybody. It's some sick stuff these guys are involved in. And they're trying to bring that back where every thought of every man was evil all the way back to Genesis chapter six. And that's what we have to understand. Now, an interesting article came out from Russia today, and I thought this was really, really good. And it's and it's so true. Permanent adolescence, the epidemic that will destroy America. That's because we stopped raising little Americans. It is clear that America is suffering from an epidemic of arrested emotional development. As a humanities professor who has written this article, he had the opportunity to teach psychology and social psychology for more than 20 years and occasionally the knowledge obtained in these areas allows him to look at trends. If one is able to observe America's society in an objective manner, it becomes clear that the country is suffering from arrested emotional development. This particularly illness is characterized by some combination of addiction greed immaturity fear social media addiction blame shame resentments anger confusion and suffering what it means is the vast majority of Americans are stuck in adolescence exhibiting behavior like lying negative attitudes disobedient and disrespect disrespect drug and alcohol abuse depression and Issues of sexuality, including addiction to social media. One has only to watch the American movies or television shows to get a snapshot of juvenile, insane-based comedy characteristics of adolescent humor. Eternal teenagers. Another hallmark of arrested emotional development is to evade responsibility and blame others for failure. One has only to observe the millions of Hillary supporters to understand this phenomenon. Also common is for the AED sufferers is to show disrespect in sophomore ways, usually by damaging properties we see with monuments being defaced and destroyed. Teenagers, of course, tend to have identity issues often involving sexuality, which is another phenomenon all too apparent in America. It is almost uncool not to be LGBT or confused or bisexual or transgender about your gender nowadays. Soon there'll be as many genders as ice cream flavors. It's just a matter for the taste. See, and he's absolutely right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to post this entire article on the website. It's so important that you see this article and you read through it because, guys, this arrested emotional development of Americans' teenagers is ludicrous. I mean, I see these kids. They come to the house now because, you know, Savannah's in college and Alexis is in college. They bring their friends over and they're covered with tattoos. They're covered with piercings from head to toe, just covered with piercings, covered with tats. And they don't want jobs. They don't care about their grades. They don't care about school. It's just a constant, never-ending game. They stay up until 4, or 5, or 6 in the morning. They skip classes. They don't want to be in college. They just want to continually play all of their lives, expecting the parents to continually support them all of their lives. That's why so many People now in their twenties and thirties and forties still live in their parents' basement. Guys, not making this up. It's so important to understand that sooner or later you've got to get serious. You gotta go, well, maybe I shouldn't drink alcohol because I have a tendency to drink too much. Just maybe I smoke too much pot. Maybe I shouldn't smoke pot at all. Maybe smoking pot every single day for the last twenty five years really hasn't helped me as far as motivation. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe going out and getting drunk every weekend with my friends is not something that I really need to do anymore. Maybe sitting around playing video games isn't going to get me anywhere in my life, especially if I do it four to six hours a day. Maybe sitting in front of a TV set eating MSG-laced potato chips and drinking diet sodas for six to eight hours a day isn't something that's going to be beneficial for me. They have done everything they can, Austin, to destroy the drive and the adulthood of the American population. So many of these kids who come over, they say, "Oh, almost everybody we know is bisexual. And this, this is a Christian college, guys. Almost everybody we know is bisexual. Why? Because it's the trendy thing to do now. That's why I hate trendy stuff. You see these pastors running around with skinny jeans with holes in them. Blah! makes me want to puke. I'm sorry. It makes me want to puke. You see them running around with their hair combed a certain way or wearing a certain type of facial the hair or having their sleeves pushed up you know, with their little tight jackets on that don't fit right. Bleah! It's all trendy stuff. I can't stand it. Be a man. Act like a man. Look like a man. Quit acting like a stinking weirdo and grow up and realize that you have responsibilities that you have to do. And if you don't do them, you don't get to eat. How about that? Glamour magazine has now come out and said that transgender women are women of the year awards. And they're putting transgender women in Glamour magazine. Why? It's the hemaphroditic cabalist agenda. All of this is this.
0: All of it's Frankfurt School. And it's disgusting to me. Austin, what do you think? Oh, you nailed it on the head. The one thing that has perplexed me significantly over the last 10 to 15 years as I've gotten older is the giant aspect of people now, young kids. I don't mean like older gangbangers or bikers or anybody that basically has grown up now. I mean younger kids, 18, 19, 20 years old, that are getting hand and face and neck tattoos. Now, I'm going to bring this up right now. I'm going to get probably a lot of people hacked off me. I really don't care. This has been something I've talked to people, even that I know, that I've hung out with before, getting hand tattoos, tattoos all the way down their hands and their fingers. When you present yourself, especially as a younger kid, and you look like that, I can tell you right now in the marketplace, nobody respects you at all. I'm being clear with you about that. The same thing having 50 facial piercings all over your face. The same thing getting neck and and face tattoos. Now, if you're 30, 40 years old and you're a prison gangbanger and you've been in prison for 20, 30 years and you got tattoos on your face and your hands and you've now cleaned up your life and repented, you know what? That's that's you know that that's that's between you and God and you got to deal with that. Cause, I mean you're not going to go to hell for tattoos if you've accepted Christ. But seeing these young kids that a lot of them have come from good homes, a lot of them aren't gangbangers, a lot of them are even mildly educated, going out and putting permanent tattoos on their hands and face and neck is nothing short than lunacy. You know I was listening to Jim Rohn yesterday. I ran over the store and he goes. You don't get paid by the hour. You get paid by what you bring to the marketplace. If I made $20 an hour, that means I could sit at home and make $20 an hour and sit on the couch and watch TV. That's not the case. Making $20 an hour to go to a job and bring marketplace value. The same thing happens when you're young. When you're young now, this younger generation thinks, dude, I should make $100,000 a year just because I breathe air and I went to high school because that's what I'm supposed to do now. And so these kids now think that there's no side effects and there's no consequences for the most deviant behavior, the most explicit tattoos, the most egregious facial piercings all over themselves. And like I said, some of these kids are 18, 19, 20 years old. They haven't established anything in their life yet. But then they go – I, it's, you don't like tattoos. That's rude. That's just rude. I can't believe that. I've had people say that for it's, it's offensive if you don't like tattoos. I don't really care about tattoos. I've seen certain tattoos that look pretty cool. If that's what you want to do with your life and you're going to be a professional tattoo artist and you're going to make you know $100,000 a year doing tattoos and that's what you're going to do for the next 30 or 40 years, by all means, tatch yourself up. That's what you want to do, but if you have no artistic abilities and you don't want to do anything productive and then you get mad because an employer doesn't want to hire you because you've got facial tattoos and hand tattoos, I'll be quite honest with you. You're an idiot, and that's the issue exactly what dad's talking about nowadays is that these kids have never grown up. And a lot of this primarily stems down to the mass media, the Hollywood, the music, and the social media, especially social media has perpetuated this culture over the last 15 years now. And what's interesting, last night – I told you guys, Dad said last week that they're trying to cancel – The Swiss Family Robinson now. The film from 1960. Pretty much one of the highest production Disney films of all time when it was currently made. And I watched it last night with the kids. You know, it's old school movie, 1960. And it was interesting because, you know, he's got three boys in the movie and they're constantly working the whole time they're constantly building stuff They're fighting with each other getting in fist fights there's one girl there that basically they rescue from the pirates and they're fighting over her on basically who can kiss her and it was a, it was a great film i used to love it when i was younger you know they set up all these traps for the pirates and they got rifles and then you go fast forward 60 years now to the films that disney's producing and they're absolute filth they're full of all known of perversion. They're full of voodoo. They're full of Satanism. They're full of you know all this transgender political correct nonsense, and you realize the media has so much of an impact, whether it's movies, whether it's news, whether it's social media. I mean, I mean the term media in generality. It has so much of an impact on these young kids and how they grow up and how they basically view things. And that's why I have told everybody it is so incredibly important you watch and monitor what your young kids view. Now, once they're teenagers and they're out of the house, they're 17, 18, 19 years old, there's absolutely nothing you're going to be able to do. I've proved that in my own life when I was a kid and I moved out when I was 17. But when they're young right now, you have to be so careful what they're exposed to and this is exactly why The school systems have found that they have to push this unbelievably perverted, sadistic rhetoric known as LGBTQRSTUZ filth on these kids when they're five and six years old in an early phase because they have no idea how to filter it or differentiate truth from fantasy, from perversion to lies. They're all intermingled, my friends. They're all together in one big nasty bundle. So in trying to figure out as a five- or six-year-old what I'm supposed to do in my life and who I'm supposed to be, when you got the teachers encouraging you to promote being gay, lesbian, tranny, bi, whatever the new terms they want to come out with, this is all about perversion. I have said this repeatedly, and I will stand by this. If we allow this to continue to go on, the next step they will do will be normalizing full-blown pedophilia. That is the next step that they want to do. They've already talked about it. They've already brought it up in certain contexts. But the populace is not perverted enough yet to stick with it and accept it. And if we continue to go down this road… And we continue to accept this, and we continue to do the quiet because I don't want to offend anybody. And it's politically incorrect to say a grown man is being a cross-dresser pervert by walking around in public with a dress and a wig and heels on. And we have to start calling him she or whatever her name is or his name he wants to be called, like this pervert in basically the health department, this Richard Levine, a grown man. And that's why I was so happy when Rand Paul called him out with what they're trying to promote with this gender perversion, this mutilation. My friends, the time has come now to stand up and make your voice heard. There is no more time. That's it. We're, we're at that precipice now. You have to start making a stand for what you believe. This is the one of the reasons why I believe they brought in... This virus last year and brought it in the American populace because they had to try to break the backs, the will of the American populace. And they've done a moderate job to some extent with a lot of people. Now, I, I still know a lot of friends, a lot of people all across the country and locally that have had it. I mean, Florida, one place has absolutely had enough of it. I mean, we, we don't abide by much of anything as far as with these mandates or restrictions. Once you see what they did to us last year, you realize where it's going. Now you have the London mayor, Sadiq Khan, hardcore leftist Muslim piece of garbage. He has now come out now and he said, and I quote, this is what he said over the weekend. There's no good reason why 65% of people working in science and engineering should be white men. That inequality costs people's futures and economic billions. We're working to fix it. Khan's plan to redress the apparent racial imbalances involved funding primarily in secondary schools with students who are unrepresented in science and engineering and paying for these students to enter the Crest Awards. Now, I guess somebody hasn't told this hardcore leftist Muslim that 86% of London is still white British individuals or that 50% of them are men. Or if you want to go north to Scotland, the figures jump to 94% white. That would be like going to Egypt and saying there's no reason that 80% of the jobs are held by black Muslims in Egypt. Or going to Italy and the Prime Minister saying there's no reason why 80% of the jobs in Italy are held by Italians. Are you kidding me right now? England, London, United Kingdom, wake up and look what they're doing to you. This guy is a hard core leftists. He's doing everything he can to undermine the heritage that you guys fought so hard for. I don't I've no I've never understood this why I've seen some aspects of England and the British crown be so adamant about their beliefs and their background and their heritage and all the stuff. They were so specific. I mean they were they were such a very perfected group. And now they're out here, allowing the mayor of London complaining because 65% of people working in science and engineering are white males when over 80% of the populace is white. Wake up, my friends! Look at what they're trying to do. You could apply that to any country, and it would be a complete and total insult. But yet, he does it to London. Nobody says anything. If I go to China and say this, it's ridiculous that Beijing is 95% Asian in the engineering and math department. They would go, dude, shut up. What are you talking about? You're a blithering buffoon. Get out of here. But for some reason, they have to push this narrative of making sure that people are embarrassed if you're white for being white. I'm telling you, my friends, it doesn't matter if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian, if you're black, if you're white. Be proud of your heritage. It doesn't matter. Be proud of it. Never let somebody tell you you need to be embarrassed or you need to apologize for how you were born. This is America. This is probably still the greatest country that ever was, and if we continue to allow this political correct gibberish to seed into our heads, seed in – I said that specifically – and go in and start dictating what we can and can't do with our lives, with our family, with our business, with our children, which is what they have done now over the last couple of years, we will cease to be a country, and we will go out with a whimper. I'm not going out with a whimper. I know none of my listeners, friends, family are going out with a whimper. It's time the bulk of the American populace decide we're not going to go out with a whimper, Dad.
1: Uh, Well, you know, no whimpering around here, but the British men have become pretty much half of them probably are homosexual now, so they're not going to say much. You go over there; it's like the world's most effeminate country. It's ludicrous what's happened in when England, Great Britain. I remember years ago, and I've told this story on the show a few years ago, and I'll tell it again for our new listeners. I was basically, you know, at a lounge, first class lounge. I flew over there. I'm, I had some really neat award tickets, and I got to upgrade. And there was a first class, business class lounge at London Heathrow where you have breakfast. And I was, I walked in and I believe Austin, I think you were with me. I think Harrison was with me. I said, you know, we were basically there, you know, on a trip and I went to the lounge and they had like water you could take and, you know, and to have breakfast with, you know, bottled water because they don't drink tap water, you know, in Europe because it's so toxic, which it is here too. And I asked, but they were out of water. So the, a girl was there and I asked her in English, I said, could you please get some more water? And she just looked at me, didn't say anything. And then I asked her in German, I said not just do ambition Bishop or, or get or whatever I said, and uh get me some more water and she she looked at me and finally I looked at her and I said, "What language do you speak do you, do you speak any languages and then she just ignored me I mean just completely ignored me and yeah, she, you could tell she's probably you know from the middle east and and so it was kind of weird, so yeah, I just said oh, whatever I just walked away and I went over and got breakfast, and I came back over there, and she had brought water. Apparently, she had understood me. She just didn't answer me. And then I, I grab a bottle of water, and there's a guy from Britain there, and he's drunk. I mean, it's it's, it's seven o'clock and eight o'clock in the morning. He's drunk. I mean, he saw me. He's ten sheets to the wind. He must've been drinking all night, or scared to fly, and he was drinking. And he looked at me and he goes, "You Americans sure are rude." And I looked at him. I said, "What?" He says, "You Americans are rude." And I said, "Why are you saying this to me? I don't even know you." He said, "You asked her if she spoke English." And I said, well, you know, I I said, Agua to her. I said, Vasa to her. I said, Water to her. I said, she didn't answer me. And he goes, she shouldn't have to answer you. And I looked at him, and then he stands up, and he just gets in my face. And I looked at him, and I said, dude, I said, you're making a really bad mistake. If we were in the United States right now, you'd already be on your backside. I said, you need to step back because, you know, we Americans, you know, you know, might be rude in your opinion, but we're also not pushovers, and you're not going to talk to me like this. Now I was – really be honest with you guys, I was fussing, and uh, actually I was yelling at him because I had enough of his mouth. I know that's terrible. I said, well, it's not being a Christian, Ted. Hey, I didn't say I was a perfect Christian. You're going to have to go to Christ for that. I, I do the best I can, but I don't like guys jumping in my face. But the point was he was so politically correct, I couldn't ask the girl if she spoke English. Now, guys, that's messed up. That's messed up that we have found ourselves in a situation like that in England and here in the United States. It's coming. Italy's been shut down again. Germany's been shut down again. Most of Europe's been shut down again because of COVID. And the only reason they could do that to them is because they don't have a second amendment. I'm letting you guys know that. That's the only reason they can shut Italy down again and Germany down again and France down again and England. And everybody stays shut down and they're destroying the economies of Europe is because they had to destroy Germany. They had to destroy the economic powerhouse of Europe. They already dumped all the dead on them from Italy. They dumped all the dead on them from Greece. They couldn't shut them down. They couldn't destroy them. So now they're shutting them down. And it's going to be the same thing like it was after World War II. They're going to have to start their industry back up and get it moving again. The difference will be the infrastructure is already in place, and they'll come back pretty quickly because the factories haven't been destroyed. But the sad part about it, they tried it with immigration. They tried it with everything. They're destroying the entire planet through mass immigration to destroy everybody's nationality. Now, another thing is happening right now. Fentanyl is flowing into the United States at a record volume. Now, I want to read this to you because this I don't believe any of this stuff, but I do believe the amount. The amount of fentanyl seized while coming through the southern border during the first five months of fiscal 2021 is already higher than all of fiscal year 2020 coming through Mexico. Now, I believe that's probably true, some of those numbers, because the amount of people that are coming across the border now, since Donald Trump's out of office, Joe Biden threw open the red carpet and said, Come on up, you know, come on see us. We'll pay you everything. We'll give you free housing and free cell phones and free money. We're going to give you a free stimulus check. Come on down, come on in, and just have phone here, United States of America. All right? And they bring their fentanyl with them. But here's the big problem they have. We're seeing dramatic increase in fentanyl seizures this year, but we're also seeing 360% higher than this time last year, as far as all the different seizures and drug-related fatalities and drug-related usage of fentanyl. And now the reason they're saying this, they're pushing this onto the, how should I say, uh, synthetic opioids as far as the people down there in Mexico is that you know we've got a huge amount of people dying, close to 35,000 people a year right now dying in the United States. Closer to 60 if you look at all the different types of drugs. And the problem with that is is that it's not coming out of Mexico, guys. They can't run that kind of volume. It's coming out of Afghanistan. It's coming out of the heroin fields. It's coming out of the the poppy fields. And the United States CIA is running it on the C-130 transport planes into the United States and distributing it through the different mafioso organizations. That's what's going on. And here's the crazy part about this is they monitor everybody's cell phones, everybody everybody's cell phones are getting monitored. Everybody's Internet traffic is being monitored. These guys use cell phones. They use Internet. They use email. They use texts, They use everything as far as their flow of heroin and their flow of drugs in and out of the United States. Shoot, we had multiple millions of people go to a basically a place up on, in D.C. on January the 6th, right? And now hundreds of them are being arrested, have been arrested, and are probably going to go to prison for an extended period of time because the FBI decided to do their job as far as they're concerned, which I don't think they should have done that, and basically arrest these people and fine them. How quick did they do all that? They could do the exact same thing with these drug dealers if they wanted to. The problem is they don't. They're told not to. They're told to stand down and not get involved in this. And when this stuff happens, the drugs just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. Now, one other thing. The Times of Israel has come out with an article, and it says that, the video that has just come to surface recently alleges that basically Benjamin Netanyahu is being controlled by his wife that he she controls the finances and they're both under investigation for fraud over there in Israel and that she does all of this stuff now somebody called me and they asked me why would this happen why would Benjamin Netanyahu's wife be in charge of all this why does She run the finances. Why is she FB with him? Why is she in meetings with him with top clearance, top security clearance when she doesn't have the security clearance? Why do they allow this? Well, in that culture, when you have the Kabbalists running the country, the wives in most cages are high level witches. You think, well, gosh, Ted, you're going here today. Yeah, we're going here today. The wives are high level witches. And in many cases, these witches are consulted in every decision. They're like the Jezebels of the current day. But they're saying that former senior Israeli aerospace engineer executive says that he's seen the 15-page document and also bars Netanyahu of traveling overnight without her. He can't even travel without his wife, and she's completely in control of the finances. And she has the ability to say who's going to be in Mossad Who's not going to be a Mossad? And she has the ability to determine who the IDF staff is going to be. All of that stuff. She, uh, here's the quote. She authorizes the following appointments. The head of the Mossad, the head of the Shinbet, and the IDF chief of staff. And that is in writing. She has to give the authorization in writing. If not, it's a violation of the contract. He added that violation would mean that Benjamin Netanyahu forfeits all of his property to her. What the heck is this? Well, again – Look at Ivanka Trump, Kabbalists. They run the family, run the organization. It's like Trump worshipped his daughter. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was weird. These women in this Kabbalist group are high-level witches, and they control everything around them just like Jezebel did. just thought I'd
0: draw some clarity to that. Austin, what do you think? Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean this this is why you see a lot of this aspect, and I did always find that very odd with Ivanka and especially the whole thing with Kushner. And what was always troubling to me, like more troubling than anything, was how Kushner pretty much did whatever he wanted to. And remember, he, he wasn't an elected official. He was like Donald Trump's right hand man. And you know, he had the ability to go to any country he wanted, negotiate deals whenever he wanted. I still remember when he went over to the Middle East and gotten a huge, you know, got a huge blowback because he met with a bunch of officials over there without even allowing basically the ambassador to be involved in the meeting of the country. Just weird stuff like that. So again, very strange. Also to another news, this is something's interesting. Portland mayor is now asking to refund the police with over $2 million request as homicides spike. After slashing its police budget last year, Oregon's largest city, Portland, has now seen 20 homicides in Portland alone just in 2021. Compare that to the same point last year, one. One homicide in the first three months. One. They've now had 20 already. And so now what they're talking about is bringing in not only more money but more restrictions on certain things as far as weapons and the gang units and trying to go in now and find out why there's guns running around. And I found it interesting because you know that's Portland's a pretty liberal city. Majority of people there even if they have guns, if they are legal law abiding citizens, they're not involved in anything. Majority of all the guns and shooting they're involved they're just like Chicago. They're all brought in from out of state, and they're trafficked in. A lot of those can come in via Fast and the Furious ATF, direct transfer to the Mexican drug cartel and back up in the United States. I've covered that repeatedly, and if you don't know what that's about you're new to the show, Google Fast and the Furious ATF debacle. You'll find out real quick what that agency actually is supposed to do, and it's not. it's not keep people safe. It's designed to traffic weapons and control the flow of firearms throughout the entire country and make sure they put as many restrictions as they can on the American populace. ATF needs to be disbanded. I have said that for over a decade, but they are pretty much a rogue agency. They have no oversight. But what is happening in Portland now? And so people have asked me about this, and I, I talked to months and months ago. I remember last summer, my real good buddy was the sheriff. And SWAT and everything, Polk County Sheriff. And I asked him, I said, what the heck is up with this, bud? He goes, well, he goes, what they're doing is – he goes, this is the typical – and he didn't say Cloward and Piven because I don't think he fully understood that. He goes, this is pretty much what they're doing, though, is they're making a crisis. They're defunding the police to be the solution. And then they're going to come back. And he said this last summer. He said they're going to come back and they're going to say, well, we have to do more restrictions now. Now we need more police and we need more tyrannical control is essentially what they're asking for now. He said because you can't take a city as liberal as Portland and start saying you're going to have community organizers are going to police the public and you're going to let the populace police itself. In every society, there's always criminals. Some criminals more than others in certain societies, depending on the demographics, depending on the geographical location, depending on the population density. There's all variables there, but you always have criminals. You always have people that do not follow the rule of law. And I'm not talking about running a stop sign or speeding or something like that. I'm talking about true, hardened, violent, sociopathic criminals that just like to do bad things. That is part of our society. There's no way around it. That's why it's ironic to me when people say, well, if, if we just take all the guns away, if we ban all the guns, crime will stop. No, it won't. It'll get exceedingly more. They'll just switch to other weapons if they can't get guns. Look at the UK. Look at the massive surge when they brought in all these migrants from the Middle East. Look at all the surges they have in machete and knife desks now all the time. Everybody's getting knifed over there. But it's okay. They don't have guns, I guess. I guess that's the concept what they're doing in portland is pretty much a beta test they pull the police out they make everybody happy they defund law enforcement chaos erupts in the city homicides literally up you know 2000% everything's going chaotic They let the rule of law go to crap and then they come back in and say, listen, this is untenable. We can't handle this anymore. We need law enforcement back. We need more control. We need more cops. We need more restrictions. This is exactly what they're trying to do in almost the entire country. The thing about it is Oregon's not very gun friendly. So they can't really get away with a lot of this in a lot of these southern open states like Georgia, Florida, Texas, and so forth because a lot of us understand in the more conservative states that the rule of law has to be kept. I'm not going to go around and police the city. I'm not going to go around and stop people from basically committing unlawful crimes unless it's happening to me or my family or my friends or I directly view it. That's what law enforcement is there for. They already tried this back in the old western days in the United States where they had these outposts in these mining towns There really wasn't much law enforcement. There'd be like one sheriff there, and it was complete and utter lawlessness. You can watch the movie Tombstone for a very clear depiction of that and what happens when you don't really have any law enforcement. It's pretty much just everybody does whatever they want whenever they want to do it, and You cannot have that in a civilized society. But again, there also has to be a balance of control. You also can't have a complete and total tyrannical law enforcement system that comes in and wants to violate everybody's rights all the time. So I understood what people were asking last summer, but it went about the complete and total wrong way whatsoever. If you want to have better law enforcement, you have to have people that can bring better value to the marketplace. If you bring people better to the marketplace, they're going to request more money. If you start going in and you're saying law enforcement basically needs to go through at least three to four years of training, they need to basically have a bachelor's degree, and we're going to start them out at $100,000 a year, and they're basically going to have to do all of this, you're going to bring people to the marketplace that are higher value, and they're going to do things better and handle things better. When you tell somebody, hey, we're going to pay you $30,000 a year, go to police academy for 16 weeks, you get a badge and a gun, go do whatever you want, you can't expect much different in some of these inner city areas. So this is the irony that's happened in Portland. We called it last year. Sad to see for all the law-abiding residents over there, but this is something that we knew was going to happen pretty easily. Also, too, in Texas, even though Governor Abbott, has completely removed all mask mandates and told which, including the attorney general, has told everybody to stop enforcing them. Interestingly enough, a private bank now had, it was Bank of America, of course, which, you know, Bank of America is unbelievably liberal. I've talked about them before. A 65 year old Texas woman ended up being tackled and handcuffed by law enforcement because she refused to wear a mask and then refused to leave a mask when they would not give her her money. This is the banking cartel that we have seen. There's a reason why, if you've noticed, every single bank tries to do a mass mandate. Ours here locally, I've just pretty much ignored it. I've acted like I was going to comply, and then I don't comply because I still do business with them, and they pretty much tolerated it, and they don't give me a hard time about it, and it is what it is. A lot of these banks, they are not doing that. They're going full-blown totalitarian. So think about it for a second. You put your money in a bank. You're completely healthy. You want to go into the bank and take money out. They tell you you have to put on a mask, compromise your immune system, reduce your oxygen in order to get your money. You tell them I'm perfectly healthy. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to reduce my O2. They say you have to put on a mask or we're going to have law enforcement escort you off the property. And you go, the entire time I've been here, you could have already handed me my money and I could have left. This is the same argument I had with those clowns when I was in West Palm Beach at that restaurant. I'm sitting there arguing with them at the front desk for five minutes with the manager about just Give me a burger. That's all I want. Just give me a burger, and they want to tell me to put on a mask. And I said, the time that I have sat here and argued with you, you could have already cooked my burger and handed it to me. The concept of cognitive functioning, of actual deductive reasoning, has basically eluded a huge percentage of the populace. That is something we can no longer allow to happen anymore. America needs to wake up, start using our brain. What do you think, Deb? Delusion?
1: Sorry, Austin. My micro- my, my, I, I'm sorry, but my microphone is uh, messing up on me here this morning. But you're absolutely right, Bud. We tell people basically to do whatever they want to do. We fire the police. We have massive rioting everywhere. We have a bunch of communists take control. And suddenly, you know, they realize it doesn't work. And that's the way the entire country is going here in the United States now. We're suddenly getting to a point where. We're finding or starting to realize that it's not working anymore. You know, I mean, look at the, look at this just with the transgenders now, in the girls' sports programs. My question is this: You got all of these boys wanting to compete as girls. Where are all the girls that want to compete as boys in sports? Where are all the girls that want to go wrestle a boy? Where are all the girls that want to go compete, you know, in track and field with against boys? It doesn't. It's not. It's not. It's not right. And so what we're doing is we're destroying the very, very fabric of our society because what we're doing basically is is ignoring what's going on as far as from a socializing standpoint from the Frankfurt School. We're ignoring it, and people don't want We to tell you it's not happening. But look at look what's going on right now with COVID. 260 times more young people are dying from vaccines than would have died from COVID. This is from the Centers of Disease Control. I mean, we are killing the population of the planet, and nobody's waking up. But in Georgia, we got some good news. The Senate poll says that Herschel Walker is 47 percent and Ralph Warnock is 45 percent. I really like Herschel Walker. Brilliant, brilliant man. I think he was valedictorian in his high school class, and he's absolutely amazing. I hope and pray that he gets a part of it becomes a senator in Georgia. He's probably one of the world's greatest athletes. He's also brilliant, so why would we not have him in the Senate? And he's also ultimately conservative. So all of this stuff is happening all over the place. Look at Coca-Cola. They now they're assigned. They will only hire law firms that meet at least 30 percent diversity quotas. Wait a minute. you know This this is crazy. This right back to what England says. You know, we're only going to we have to make sure we have diversity people over here and have more Muslims and more this and more that, regardless of any white people are in England and regardless of that. But Coca-Cola now wants to hire only law firms that have at least 30 percent diversity quotas. How about this? How about we hire the law firms that have the best attorneys? How about we hire the law firms that can get the job done? How about we do that? How about we don't look at what color the people are? Oh, my gosh, did I say that? Yeah, I did. This affirmative action stuff's got to stop, and it's going to happen with everything. You're going to have to have a certain amount of transgenders. You're going to have to have a certain amount of gays. You're going to have to have a certain amount of every different weird LBGTQRSTUVWXYZ in existence in order to maintain government subsidies and government contracts. It's You watch. It's yep. going to happen, and it's going to complete. And while we're doing this over here, we're all trying to wake up and be woke, which is stupid. What's happening? Russia and China are building some of the strongest military forces in the world. Oh, yeah. They're not playing this little stupid game with everybody. But here we are pretending like we're women when we're men, and men when we're women. It's ludicrous.
0: Austin, go ahead and finish it up. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. God bless. Well, you nailed it. I mean, we we've turned in pretty much the world's joke. And what's ironic to me, while you have these clowns that want to cancel Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss and Pepe Lepew and Swiss Family Robinson, you know, th- this is their claim to fame that they want to cancel these things that have been around, you know, for decades and decades. Why don't they direct their efforts towards canceling child porn and pedophilia and sex trafficking? Hmm? That's just a question. Thrown out there, they're so concerned about somebody getting offended by Mr. Potato Head. Why don't they look at the tens of thousands of children that are abducted every single year in child sex trafficking? Why, why don't they look into that? Why don't they say we're going to stop this? We're going to put forth our energy to actually make something different in the world. We're going to make it a better place. Well, because. That's not what their agenda is supposed to do. Their agenda is supposed to basically demoralize and turn in and continue to make things more sadistic and sick. That's what they promote. And that's down that on the head. The longer we keep accepting this, the slower we go down the slope and back up our line and back up our line and back up our line. Say, well, no, no more, no more. We'll, we'll back up a little bit for you. Well, no, no, no more. No more. We'll, we'll back up a little bit. I, I'll still, st- I'll call you, ma'am, if you really want me to. I'll tell my child that you're a woman. You know what? Absolutely not. You hold the line. You hold it strong because we've compromised way too much on this over the years. If they want to pull the tolerant card – I told you guys that before. You pull the tolerant card as well. They want you to be tolerant of their perversion. You have to be tolerant of my conservativeness and my Christianity and my beliefs. It goes both ways. This whole you need to be tolerant, which means you need to give up all of your convictions and follow what I do – isn't tolerant, it's tyranny on every level. Remember that, my friends. So thank you again for supporting Health Master's. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com, the ultimate multiple chewable on sale right now. I thank you again for just getting the news out there. And Please be sure to vote for the product of the week. It looks like the actual organic non-GMO beet juice powder. It's a really, really good formula. The beet juice crystals out of Europe that we get, non-GMO, really, really good product. It looks like they're winning, so if you want them to win... Vote for the next two days and see what happens. To them. I appreciate you, my friends. Be safe, stay prepared, and hold your convictions. You have an awesome night. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.